0: season four of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts Melissa and Vanessa and today's topic is the struggles of transitioning of any kind in your career path. In fact 4.5 million Americans quit or changed their jobs just this March but before we get into that let's get into some of our uncomfortable moments. I will go first. I'm just uncomfortable with the fact that the tea that I'm drinking right now, my trusty chamomile or chamomile tea. I bought a box the other day, and it was seven dollars. I'm sorry. When it's what? typically, yeah, seven. seven dollars. When typically it's four, maybe three fifty. Why is everything so expensive? I mean, I know why kind of, but I'm just upset because everything is expensive now. Mm. All the shortages, all the high gas prices, all of it. Uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like I it either. S- yeah, I s- just passed by the gas station today, and it was $6. And I had that moment that my parents have had and said out loud to me. like Back in my day, Back I in my remember day. when gas was 185 and I was like, that's crazy. And I in my head... I said, wow, I remember when gas prices were three eighty five.
1: Yeah, and that was already much. Yeah. I don't appreciate it, but I'm out here still driving like I don't be paying for extra gas. Like Ugh <sighs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part. So
0: that's okay. what I'm comfortable with. My shaman is more expensive and my cost of living is going up and
1: you know. And my wages are not.
0: That's very uncomfortable. We can go into
1: that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, on a lighter note, but it's not really lighter. It's very heavy. It is hot. (laughs) I don't appreciate that it's hot. It's my first summer in my This is not summer. We're not in summer yet. (laughs) Excuse me, but when it's about 79 outside at 9 p.m., I feel like it's summer, okay? But if this is not even summer, I'm nervous for what summer will feel like in my studio. Oh, and my yeah. studio does not have AC, and I got really uh, spoiled and accustomed to air conditioning from my previous <laughs> apartment. Guys, so, it was always cold, like freezing in her it apartment. It was always cold. It wasn't even my fault. My roommate's room was bigger, so her room did not cool down as much as mine did. So hers was a normal temperature, and mine was a tundra. And. A tundra. <laughs> But now I all I have is my fan, so I'm hoping it doesn't get too much worse. But it, it is uncomfortable, and I'm very temperature sensitive, as it were. She is, in fact.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have? Didn't you buy a tabletop air conditioning thingy where
1: you put ice in it? So I didn't buy that. It showed up at my apartment randomly one day. I just kept it, and but so it was you stole greatest. someone else's mail. They never came for it. I left it there for months. I don't think
0: you should put this on record. Is there a statute statue of limitations? Here? It wasn't me. You can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move away from the self-incriminating situation that we're going to. So yeah, well, whether it's navigating a promotion, moving on to a different opportunity, or exploring a completely new industry to get into, careers, transitions, it's all uncomfortable, and according to an article in the washington post regarding job openings hitting new records beyond higher pay many workers say the strong labor market has emboldened them to take risks they may not have otherwise been willing to consider before Uh, many are prioritizing more flexible arrangements and work-life balance so are you someone who has recently quit your job or you're looking for something new we'll get into that after the break all right, so first of all, Vanessa, where are you currently, quote-unquote, at in your career? Would you say you're mid-level, managerial?
1: Where are you at? Where are you at? Where you at, girl? Where you at, girl? Uh, I don't... It's interesting. I may be at... Uh. <laughs> you're definitely not entry level. I'm not entry level so there's that but I'm also not in the upper echelons of management Echelon. and I say that, uh-huh. Scrabble word I say that as if public education has truly upper echelons of anything. It's all a shit fest it's just different levels of shit fest um <laughs> i think you could say that for a lot of different industries that's like fair different shift, that is shift fair. different yeah but i i guess middle management
0: in a way okay well what are you trying to transition towards
1: i'm trying to sneak my way up <laughs> aren't we all i don't even know why i said sneak it's been really difficult but I am trying to grow my skill sets a little bit more. Mm. But if I'm being truthfully honest, part of that is uh, I've been at my workplace for eight years and I'm wondering what else I can do.
0: What else is out there? <laughs> you know, I yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Um, for me, I would say that I am definitely not entry level. Um, I would say I'm mid-level. I've I've managed a few uh, people, whether it's temps or interns that have come and go. So I have like supervisory experience, but I'm definitely not a manager in terms of my title. That's for sure. Um, and I'm trying to transition towards a completely different industry. <laughs> She said, peace out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. You say that you've been at your workplace for eight years. I've been with my workplace for six years this month in May. I don't I know if I should years. say congratulations or not. You know the emoji that has like the squiggly mouth face and it just, like, doesn't know how to feel. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. And technically, I've been there for seven years because I actually was an intern first and then I interviewed to be full-time. So technically, I've definitely been there
1: seven years. So... (laughs) Yay.
0: Congratulations. Thank
1: you. Well, what about that process of of looking for a new job or looking to transition to a new industry is uncomfortable for you?
0: I think the most uncomfortable thing that I've had to grapple with in this whole process has been imposter syndrome or honestly PTSD because I have been in a position where I have felt that I have not been valued. One, I've been overworked. Two, I don't think I have been paid fairly. My salary definitely does not match the workload and responsibilities that I've taken on. Um, And partly that has that realization and coming to that realization and then now trying to transition into a completely new industry with the skill sets that I have. I doubt the level of skills I have, you know, when I'm looking at the requirements or the job description or whatever, I, I'm i like, oh, maybe I don't have that many years of experience in this when, in fact, I, I do. I do have managerial experience. I just never had the title of manager. Mm-hmm. I was just thrown those responsibilities without the title and without the pay. So yeah. it's just navigating, actually trying to get a grip on that I do actually have experience and skills. <laughs> to apply I to this cover skills. letter, my interviews that I've been going on. so
1: That has been so difficult for me, too. That idea of translating the skills that you have and how do they fit whatever other industry that you're looking to get into. Mm-hmm. Just knowing how to word things in a way that is applicable outside yeah. of your your current setting. And sometimes for me, those job descriptors feel very foreign when i'm reading them if they're not in the education sector i there's that imposter syndrome that you're talking about of wait do i do i actually do, that? do you think i could do that do i do anything what do i do has <laughs> yeah. it devolved to that because it has at some yes. points i'm just like do i actually do anything that do i actually work what skills do i have do i just flop around like a fish when i get there what's going on and you know like how do i say i deal with people's problems in a way that makes you want to hire me
0: yeah 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 framing it framing your skill sets in a way that would be attractive to whoever is reading it is is a weird thing to be doing
1: and speaking of phrasing things sometimes when i read these descriptions these job descriptions i'm like who writes this what does that even mean there are people that actually are hired to write job descriptions. That's actually. crazy to me because yeah. I'm reading it and I'm thinking, so what do you actually want? What does that actually mean? I don't understand. Yeah, these keywords, these hot
0: Yeah, words. these buzzwords
1: that are I'm supposed to go-getter? be. Oh are you a go-getter? Are you self-driven?
0: Mm. This is the place for you, a self-starter. Ugh. Great in a team environment.
1: I self-start by waking up every morning. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I take my shot of espresso and I head out the door. Self-starter achieved. Self-starter complete. So is what you're currently
0: experiencing in your career transition efforts the most uncomfortable you've been? Has this experience of you trying to sneak your way up or sneak your way out, has that been the most uncomfortable you've been in your career so
1: far? Trying to get out has definitely been very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I had an interview with Lyft, mm-hmm. and it was just so different than what I've that experienced.
0: That you're used to. Yeah, and
1: I, I've interviewed so many people because of my position. And yet, being on that other end in a completely different industry just felt so strange. And I, I wasn't sure what questions to ask
0: mm-hmm. of
1: my interviewer at the end. Mm-hmm. To suss out whether or not, because part of the process fit. is not just do you want me, but it should also be do I even want you, and knowing what questions to ask to figure that out has been difficult to navigate. But also, it's been just interesting for me trying to even besides getting out, moving up, yes. within to you know within my company, because. There's different roles that people play mm-hmm. that are not necessarily school-based, and I don't really know what that's like. So just feeling... Even
0: within the industry, there's there's that unknown.
1: Yeah. Thing. So just feeling like, oh, this is my company still, but I don't actually know what this job does fully. How... <laughs> what? Right. Right. And having to do like the phone screen and part of me wants to just yell, You already know me. I've literally seen you so many times. Right. Why are we even doing this? The like pomp and circumstance of like an
0: interview process of this phones like the different the different levels of it. The phone yeah. screen and then yeah. the video interview or another. Yeah, phone and now call I'm waiting on so a third so.
1: round. Yeah. Which, I'm like, why did we even bother with the first two? Why don't we just skip to this one it's then? It's all strategic. It's <sighs> all strategic. Anyway. Yeah. That's okay. that's what's been uncomfortable for me. So, yes, it has been the most uncomfortable that I have felt. I don't know if this is your most uncomfortable or not.
0: Uh, I wouldn't... I think in some aspects, yes, it is. Because it's a consideration of leaping to another unknown situation that hasn't been the case for the past six years apparently seven years. Um, but I think the most uncomfortable I've felt is when I've realized that <laughs> I was gonna say I realized it was all a sham but it's not um I when I realized that I was potentially not potentially they it is I, I in in a way I have been taken advantage of because of how go-getter I am and how. Mm. I said yes to a lot of things. Um, At first, when you're starting out in your career, you want to say yes to opportunities and you want to take initiative. And I was in that position where I wanted to learn as much as I can. But then you realize later, I think that was the most uncomfortable I felt was you know three or four years into this, I realized, oh, I am doing so much and not getting paid for it. And that was a hard pill to swallow because it felt like it was my fault for saying yes to all these things. Because, of course, of course, they're going to want to give you as much as they can on your plate that you say that you can handle and not have to pay you more for it. You know, it's economically, it makes sense. But I needed to realize that I needed to stand up for myself and really look inward in what my value is as a worker bee in this whole system okay um so yeah that's
1: the most uncomfortable I felt that brings me to my next question then which is what have you learned about yourself through this process
0: yeah I have learned you know through that imposter syndrome through the struggles of trying to identify what skills I have and where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. A classic interview question. What are your strengths and weaknesses? (laughs) Um, But no, I I really have learned that I'm better at what I do than I think. I tend to not give myself enough credit. And I'm realizing that I am actually good at these things. And people value those things. It's just because you've been in an environment where it hasn't been apparent that you think that you aren't these x y and z good at your job situation yes but it's not true and I think that goes with having gone to a couple of interviews and really jiving well with the people that I was talking to in those processes and them being actually genuinely interested in some of the experiences that I've had so yeah it's it's something that I've learned in in having gone through this exploring outside of my industry where you know, everyone knows each other and everything. It's nice to be able to break out of that. I've learned similar things.
1: You know, I do a lot and I sometimes don't realize the allotness of what I'm doing and that it is a valuable thing. However, I think the reason I don't realize that I do so much is because so many people around me also do a lot. Mm. And That's just kind of the environment that I've always been in. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go say that that's healthy by any means. I mean, I have a great team and I like the people I work with, so it doesn't make it so bad. But at the end of the day, I'm still putting in a lot of work Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like that work has been matched in terms of compensation. For various reasons. I know the pandemic was one of them, but I also feel like when I had to take on additional challenges with my role, I had to fight so hard to be fairly compensated for literally taking on half of an entire other person's workload Mm -hmm. on top of mine right? and not feeling like I've, I've been getting any credit for that, monetarily speaking. Yeah,
0: well, I feel that.
1: And we're slated to have a third assistant principal and we haven't had one. So technically, I'm supposed to have even less people that I manage, but I don't. But no one's giving me any bonuses for that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm supposed to have a a whole other person to help, why am I not splitting that person's, that theoretically, even salary then? Mm -hmm. How come I'm only getting a little bit, not barely anything, when I'm doing a whole other person's job or even a third of their job? So I think something that I've realized about myself is that I need to value getting fairly compensated mm-hmm. or at least feeling that the work that I'm putting in is worth what I'm getting out of it if that makes sense.
0: It definitely makes sense. I I, I mean in terms of the negotiating salary situation or fighting for that, I definitely relate. <laughs> um, it's part of the motivating factor of me another motivating factor for me to explore other industries is because you also have to look at okay are they going to is there a way that I could negotiate getting a better salary and justifying it with all the things that you're listing out everything and justifying it with what you're doing um or is there just no if is there truly no room for growth here and then Mm. that's another part that you know you need to we need to learn in this process. It's like, are, is there anywhere that we can actually go from here? Right. Sneak to, sneak out of, you know? Can I sneak um,
1: anywhere else after this?
0: Right. Yeah. But, you know, with all of this, these different situations that we're in, whether it's trying to explore um, higher positions in the current place that we're at or the current company that we're at or, you know, explore it for me, trying to get out of the industry that I'm currently in. Um, any advice for others that are in similar situations
1: that you can share
0: on the top of your
1: head? One thing is to lean on other people for support. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. ask them to look at your resume for you. Share the fact that you're looking for a new position. Ask, hey, do any of you know someone in blank industry because I'm looking to transition and maybe you can introduce me so I can, you know, get a sense of whether that would work for me or not. All of those things I did, and it helped me to not feel A, so alone in the process. Because, you know, other people are, oh, well, I tried this and I did this. and we show you on this resource that I used. And people are more willing to help than you think. Yeah. uh, I, It might feel like you're bothering them at first. But honestly, people around you want you to succeed, typically. And something that I'm trying to get over, and I mean, I guess I've kind of gotten over it in a way since I did it, is to not be afraid to leave. I think for me, this this particular place has been, you know, like my second home almost because I spent so much time there for the past eight years. It's comfortable in a way.
0: Even though you're struggling, it's it's familiar, you know.
1: It's not that I'm searching for easy, but I think I, I'm trying to not be so afraid to to reach for more mm-hmm. or to learn something new. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any advice to share.
0: Well, that was really good. How do I follow up with that? (laughs) Um, No, I agree. I think a big part of what's gotten me some of these opportunities is that I have good people and supportive people around me that have me in mind when they come across certain opportunities and are willing to share those opportunities with me. And it's been great to be able to bounce off post interview thoughts and stuff you know they ask me how things go and it helps me feel like if I am feeling that imposter syndrome they can help me work through those kinds of things so kind of so building a few people at least around you that you can share your resume with like like you said or you know you can both look out for each other and send each other opportunities that you come across that could fit for each other so that you both have each other's backs in this kind of career transition if that's where you're going. I think one of the things that I wish that I heard <laughs> or gotten advice about was prepping more for interviews. It seems like it's maybe it sounds on the surface maybe too much, but I don't think it's ever too much to prep for interviews. There are that those those interviews where they will ask you all of the cliche stuff. So having all of that prepped ahead of time or given some thought ahead of time and also um, what I learned uh, back in college in one of my internship courses was that how important it is to ask questions of to the interviewer and Mm -hmm. it may seem normal now or tried and true but some people still don't know what to ask. I, I I've interviewed people where they where I ask them, Do you have any questions for us? And they really don't know what to say. Yeah, no, I've been there. It's hard. I think it's an opportunity. not I don't think you should look at it as if it's another thing. Question that you or another thing that you need to be prepared for. I think it's your truly your opportunity to learn more about the people that are interviewing you and the company culture that you yes. may potentially be getting into. Because, like you said earlier, you need to know if you even want them.
1: <laughs> Do you have any questions that you ask? Because so, some of the ones that I've asked are, you know, what does a typical workday look like for you? Um, I've also asked, what does success look like in this role? or what are you know the the more ch- like what what makes you feel successful or what makes you feel challenged what is challenging in this role for you those are a few that I that have gotten me good responses yeah i always, so i, I if you have any. my
0: if i'm going to ask any question if i have the opportunity to ask just one i like to ask my interviewer how they came about working at this company oh, like what was their their story of how they transitioned or maybe they started the career there so it gives me a little insight of what has what motivated them to work at this particular place
1: as well as what's keeping them around so if you need some questions y'all can steal a few of ours borrow them use them and if you have any for us let us know since you know yeah it's a thing we're, we're continually learning to do Thank you all of you so much for listening today. We hope that if you are transitioning, it goes well. And if you're hoping to land a new job, let us know so we can celebrate you. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so tune in then.